Bless the Lord Church. I'm happy to be with you this beautiful Sunday morning. Hoping that all of us have had a good week and looking forward for our Sunday service sermon. Uh, those of us who remember what we were sharing last Sunday, I want to believe the the topic was what is your life? And we went into what would otherwise be called a morbid journey in trying to look at um, or even appreciate our mortality and understand how we need to live in respect to the fact that all of us at one point or another will have to check out of this body and be able to live the eternal life which according to scripture we understand is and cannot be compared in any form or shape with this physical life which we are living but all said and done we know that this experience for those who are left is always very traumatizing and always very discomforting and i think in keeping with that i'm going to kind of extend that sharing or maybe you can call it a part b of it but i'd like to just um, grow it slightly by delving into another area again of discomfort for many people but one which obviously uh need to be to be um attended to an area which is so important and i want to call what i want to share with you today overcoming the traumas of life and, and obviously this is a very big very very vast uh lesson and um, my 30 or so minutes would not be in any way um enough to be able to even scratch the first surface but i, I hope that up by starting you um off in this journey some of us you know most of us hopefully all of us we're going to go out on a search and we're going to continue to build ourselves in this all important area um probably one of those areas which um, you really here uh, making um you know headings for someone's anywhere okay it's not one of those things which you would expect to be a subject issue in terms of a sermon but um i think we all need to be aware of what life does throw at us and be ready using spiritual obviously using spiritual tools be ready to confront and manage those situations so again we are talking about overcoming the traumas of life and one of the easiest way to um describe a tra- trauma outside of the dictionary meaning obviously um for me it's just emotional shock so when i look at all the all the descriptions and all the definitions i cannot deduce that trauma is essentially emotional shock or pain okay and there lies the problem because um, the the area of emotion or emotions again it's not an area well attended and and, and i'm speaking from um, purely a classical you know believer point of view the nominal christian point of view yet it is impossible to view life and even manage life without dealing with the whole issue of trauma, sorry of emotion or emotions so we are aware that the human is a trinity of spirit soul and body and a lot of course we say we have been said about the spirit when it comes to the soul we are told that um the soul consists of the mind the intellect the will and the emotions okay 
and of course the physical body which you know i don't think we do have a problem with that but i'm i'm coming at this place i'm i'm, I'm coming to this place where we have the the soul which consists of emotions it is my view good people that um we all need to be aware of our emotional person for lack of a better way of putting it because i find that um, it's an area where it's downplayed and in probably most instances outrightly ignored outrightly ignored and it is my again strong conviction that how we manage the emotional part of who we are provides a fulcrum a, a centerpiece that holds everything else together both physical and the spiritual so if you understand how a fulcrum operates then you can begin to see the picture image that i'm trying to paint okay so so it's it's an area we cannot afford for whatever reason to ignore if we expect that you're going to have any form of stability as human beings and be able to go through life with a sense of healthiness and a sense of balance There are some fantastic books and, uh, you know, I would recommend that, you know, we take some time and just uh, look, look through what the experts have said on the whole issue of emotional intelligence. And uh, a lot has been said, you know, and quite a few of those articles or those books are out there um, addressing the whole issue again of emotional intelligence. So please, uh, I hope this can interest you to go again on that journey and just begin to build yourself so that we do not as it were build ourselves on one line or one area because i mean and we all know that a bird cannot fly with one wing we, we just can't build the spirit we just you know you know and 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 expect that you're going to be able to balance and fly and be healthy you know we need to be able to work on all areas i i love this scripture found in Ephesians chapter you know if you read from verse 13 talking about apostle prophet pastor teacher evangelist then it talks about um you know after god gave this um ministry gifts uh, these five ministry gifts the bible says that um, it was for perfecting the saints for the work of the ministry then it talks about um till we all come to the unity of the faith to a perfect man a mature man because that's what it means a perfect is not necessarily sinless but to a mature man then it says to the measure the stature and fullness of Christ now it is within that con, you know um context that the next verse verse 15 um addresses a very important issue altogether it says but but growing up in all things but before then we need to talk about um we should no longer be children because it is part somewhere in between we should no longer that we be no longer children so we are given the fivefold ministry to mature us so that we do not remain children whom the bible says are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine they are unstable they are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine by the slate of men while they lie in wait to deceive then it says but growing up in all things okay speaking the truth in love we may grow up in all things speaking the truth in love we may grow up in all things i mean key word here growing up in all things that growth should not be limited to one or two areas should be we should we should endeavor to grow in all areas either it's professional financial or relational emotional spiritual physical the list goes on but the believer the christian the child of god 
must endeavor to grow up in all things. And today we have chosen this um, all-important area of um, of emotional growth or emotional emotional intelligence as the basis of being able to overcome the traumas that we go through. And please never downplay the importance of what trauma, what those emotional shocks and pains can do to an individual. To an individual. There is a scripture or there's a passage of scripture in the Bible and my wife is here. She's going to get a scripture for me. Um, it's a story of a young man called Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was, Mephibosheth rather was the grandson to King Saul and the son of Jonathan. And um, the story goes that um, I don't I'll get you the verse as we move on. It's not part of my notes here, so sometimes I stray away from what I've put in my notes. Uh, in fact, my notes are very thin. I, I'm trying to work through this based on my own personal understanding and interactions. So if I give you a scripture and I have to look for it, please appreciate that um, some of these things are not part of my notes. Um, so in the scripture, Mephibosheth, um, the grandson to King King Saul and the son to Jonathan. The story goes that, um, and, and, and I'm sure you understand that King Saul, you know, was always chasing David and literally making his life hell on earth. And so when King Saul went to battle with his son Jonathan and they lost the battle, in actual fact, they even died in battle. And now it was clear to the family, those who are the king of King Saul, that David would now mount the throne. They became very fearful, obviously, for the reason that um, they had made the life of David very difficult and they imagined that David would take uh, revenge. And so we are told that the nanny, that the woman that took care of um, this child, you know, they decided to run and just try and protect this child, fearing that David would go for anybody who may want to have a claim, you know, at the throne. And obviously this child had a stake. And in the process of the running, we are told that uh, she stumbled and fell and uh, the child got an injury and became lame on his feet. And he was, he was crippled. He was crippled. He was crippled. He was raised in um, exile and um, a time comes when David decides um, to look out for any person. Of course, David became king and he decides to look out for any person who was related to King Saul for the reason that David and Jonathan were very good friends, despite the fact that his father, Jonathan's father, was quite hostile to King David. And David wanted to show kindness for Jonathan's sake. And they kind of scanned around and they said, I think the only one person we can think of is a young man, no longer young now. He's already grown now, but um, the, 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 the boy has become, had become crippled and he's, he's grown out, he's grown in exile. And um, his name is Mephibosheth. So David says, okay, call him. Uh, I would like to show kindness. I'd like him to be a part of the people who, you know, enjoy the parks or enjoy the, 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 the life of the palace. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and so they get, they get Jonathan and they tell him, this is what King David is uh, saying. He would have you come over and just be a part of his, you know, his, his palace, be, be a part of his family, be a part of, um, those who enjoy life. Um, as a nobility and the young man said something that it's just amazing he says who am i who am i that the king would consider he says to the people who came to 
fetch him to go over. He says, I am only that, and I'm paraphrasing, a dead dog. Who am I? I'm a dead dog. Dead dog. Just, just think about it. And, and, and for some of us with a more westernized outlook to issues, you may never appreciate what this young man is saying. You know, I have a couple of dogs around here and, uh, you know, we kind of take very good care of our dogs. You know, we feed them well. We, you know, take, we, we take care of them. We call the vets when they're unwell. We spend quite a bit of our resources on the dogs because, um, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's just the way it is. But in ancient times, and you can check out this, the, the, the most despicable animal that you could ever think of in ancient, you know, Jewish times was a dog. You know, uh, I'm aware that one of the most terrible abuse that a person would, um, you know, um, a profile of another is to, to, to call them a dog because that was the same word used for a male prostitute. In scripture, we are actually told that, um, you know, uh, dogs would stay out of the gates and and in some instances when you touch the dog because a dog would eat of human defilement. People who were unable to get decent barriers were thrown and the dogs would eat from this, you know, human defilement and touching that dog would actually make you unclean. And so a, a dog is not looked in the same, you know, kind of Western eyes we have of dogs today which um, you know it's rather you know um we we, we we take care of dogs and so by the time by the time Mephibosheth is calling himself a dead dog if this was a cancer and we're using the analogy of a cancer you can actually say that the cancer had become malignant it had eaten the vital parts of his body he was now completely completely taken over by this terrible low self-image which is essentially a mental disease a mental disorder that's what it really is his low self-image has reached a place whereby he completely has lost identity he, he 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 has beaten himself down so much because of this you know situation that has come upon him again i want to say that this is brought about by a trauma by trauma, by trauma, okay? So let me find out if, uh, okay. So the, the, the story, just in case you may want to look at it um, uh, in your free time is in Second Samuel chapter nine. Um, you may want to look at verse eight more specifically. Um, it says, I'm using the NIV version, Mephibosheth bowed, bowed down and said, what is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Okay? I mean, that is... That is... I like the ones, but the, the young man has completely lost value of himself. He totally doesn't think that he is valuable in any way. Moving moving, moving on quickly. So, uh, um... We, we have to be we have to be aware that again and I need to say this we have to be aware that emotional shock and pain or you know what what you're calling trauma can begin to affect your life in such a fundamental way and a good example is the one I've just um, uh, shared uh, with you so I, I, I put something here you know just a little something I put in my notes here why are Christian most severely affected. In matter of fact, maybe a better way of looking at it is uh, why are Christians more susceptible, you know, to traumas, okay? That it is a little bit more easier for believers, people who claim the faith. Uh, why, why is it that it is a little more easier for us to find ourselves in this terrible um, malaise? And I'll say that it is, for one, the reason, or rather put this way, we are taught not to expect calamities okay and and, and especially if you if, if, if you're godly and you're living you know what you consider to be you know the right you know you're, you're living right um, um that none of these things should befall befall us okay and at times some of these 
you know, kind of outlook to issues, you know, uh, causes us to become even careless to the point of attracting the same unnecessary calamities. If, 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 you get, if you get where I'm going with this. So, so we are taught that these things should not happen to the point where we put our guard down so much that sometimes we put ourselves, you know, on, on, on harm's way. Simply because these things cannot befall us. We uh, are not, for, I mean, let me give a good example. Say, for example, uh, one, of the cal- one of the calamities or one of the uh, traumas that, um, uh, things that can cause trauma is, say, the failure of a business, a business collapse. So if I'm taught, if, if, if I'm taught, and, 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 and this is the backbone that develops my spiritual uh, 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 value structure, you know, that... Um, Calamity cannot befall me in respect to finances or failure of a business. I mean, the probabilities are that I'm going to be careless. I'm not even insure my business, for example. Uh, I, I may spend the monies in a way that um, does not um, provide a buffer in case things were to go south. And so sometimes because of this, you know, impregnable feeling, you know, very unrealistic, I don't know how to call it, um, this, this impregnable feeling that nothing can pierce through. It's like I've got this armor, this wall, this firewall that protects me from um, uh, 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 you know, difficulties and these um, issues that are, you know, in other words, these things befall other people but not the believer. The probabilities are that you may find yourself being utterly careless at the point of unnecessarily, let me say that again, um, um, attracting the same dangers, you know, to yourself. There's also the other issue. Uh, I lacked a good word to call it. I actually tried to look for a word, then I had to conjure one. I call it the who has won syndrome. Okay, it's just my way of looking at it. You know, quote unquote, who has won. So there is all this thing about um, at the end of the day, I'm going to win. Okay. So I may go through problems, I may go through challenges, I may go through attacks, I may go through certain encounters, I may go through some, uh, you know, whatever, bereavement, whatever it is that we call, you know, um, um, that, that may be causes of trauma. But ultimately, I'm going to win. But what we forget, and this is very important, church people, please listen to this. What we forget is that you can actually win. But that does not mean that you don't go through certain emotional distresses and that those distresses don't continue to affect you even in your victory. You must have heard the the term PTSD, the post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, often, you know, identifiable with soldiers who have been in war and have gone through some very, you know, difficult, um, you know, uh, 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 and endangering situations where they saw their life, you know, just, you know, you know, you know, you know, threatened in, in, a, in, in, in a big way. Those people may, may may come back home as winners. They may come back home as the 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 victors of the battle. But that does not stop people from going through flashes and going through, you know, you know, nights of you know nightmares and, and 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 thoughts of what went you know they hear stuff they they wake up you know break having broken into you know cold sweats and all manner of things they go through and some of them have difficult fitting in um when it comes to the what you may call the normal human society and so i want to pull this irrespective of who has won irrespective of you came through a sickness or you came through an accident, you know, um, irrespective of that, it doesn't mean that um, you could have recovered from the business. You, you, you understand? You could have recovered from an attack, okay? Okay? Maybe you even got back your money, for example. Somebody attacked you, you know, and, and um, you know, thankfully, you know, later on, you got back what was taken. But that does not take away the emotional injury that... Um, came with that whole process. And so I would like us to kind of, you know, disabuse ourselves from this idea that as long as I come out, quote unquote, victorious, that I am not affected by the heat of the battle because you will and we all do get affected by that heat of the battle. And and, and uh, so we, we, we have to start being more careful because some of the things maybe we have been told over time could be working against us, okay?
Okay? So victory does not and has never come without pains and toils and struggle and blood and sweat it is, you know. Okay? And 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 victory better put here. Victory is more eventual than immediate. And so sometimes in the immediate, you know, what you call the intervening moments, you may go through, you know, emotional issues because victory is more of an eventual. It may take take i mean think about it we are talking about um one joe biden now if i'm not wrong the man he's running into his 78 years thereabout i mean and i think he's really been trying i think should be the fourth time or thereabout he's been trying you know his luck you know with the presidency of the u.s 78 this is when he has actually got it 78 that victory is more eventual than you know you understand because he's tried he's been a vp he's a He's been, you know, you know, he's he was jumped and Hillary was given the stab at the presidency by the Democrats. And, and, and obviously some of these things, you know, had um, certain pains and and feelings of um that um he has um, he has been left on the sidelines. And we have to be able to manage these things properly because victory is more eventual than it is immediate. I, I want to move quickly because of time. So basically, our idealism, how, how we look, we look at we, you know the, the whole idea of looking at life with that um, idealistic, you know, looking at things how they should be. We look at people um, not as they are. We look at people, uh, uh, you know, as we want them to be. Maybe a spouse all of a sudden has become very aggressive, you know, and it's extremely emotionally discomforting and painful. But sometimes we stick in there because rather than take action based on what is, because like Oprah Winfrey, you know, puts it very well, um, you know, if when people show you who they are, believe them and believe them the very first time, because it may be too late if you, you know, idealize these people and, and, you know, you know, begin to see them more on what you would want them to be or what they were, because maybe you took a snapshot of what they were before. And this is a snapshot that you maintain. People change people, people change God's people, people change. And so if, if, if stuff happens in that way, that picture, perfect image or view of a person, you know, then you need to take action based on the present situation not what was or what you expect them to be okay 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 so 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 the 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 whole issue of 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 and i, I think i've spent too much time on this one um but the battle the christian battle the battle is is that one of keeping the faith if you read first timothy 6 12 very beautiful scripture keeping the faith so that our faith does not fail. Look at Peter in the Bible. Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. Jesus told him, Satan is going to take you through some emotional turmoil. I'm telling you, you're going to go through a roller coaster of emotional situations. You're going to go through it. You will get to a place you will even deny you know me. Okay? There will be threat of physical violence. There will be threat of danger. It's going to affect you. And Jesus says, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not that you have faith does not mean you won't go through this thing but my prayer is that ultimately your faith will not fail so the issue of faith is an issue of keeping the faith to the end but even in doing so like we mentioned earlier and i want us to see how we're going with this issue you need to take care of your own personal i mean think about it think about it what do you think was going through Peter's mind after he denied Christ? I mean, him being one of the quintessential, most classical, he was the one, the standout disciple. Peter was a standout disciple. He's a, he's a man you saw at the fall. You know, he, he was very impulsive and he was always out there. He was the, like the image, you know, of the, of the team. Okay, he was the face of the team. If you remove Jesus, you know, when Jesus resurrects or he's resurrected, he finds the women who are looking, obviously, you know, uh, for him after they find that the grave is empty. There's something that Jesus said, and I want you to listen to it very, very closely. He said to the to the to the to the to the ladies, he says, "Go tell my disciples and Peter that I am resurrected, and we can meet in such and such a place." So I ask myself the question, Church, wasn't Peter a disciple? 
why why repeat himself why or what would you call it go tell my disciples and peter tell my disciples and peter okay yet like i'm putting it peter was a disciple peter needed to hear that because i can tell you for a fact i don't think peter considered himself a disciple after he went and did whatever he did he needed to hear that affirmation his his name being mentioned very particularly his name being mentioned and jesus understood that this is the only way to heal this man's emotional trauma because trust you me he was going through it he was going through it and so god is not as it were um what's the word god is not ignorant or should i say he is not unaware of emotional issues peter needed to hear his name again i repeat very specifically very pointedly being called out by his master tell my disciples and peter that brought him back that brought him back okay so very quickly and uh, i should have said this earlier uh, some of the uh, causes um that bring about um or trauma or traumas uh, include of course not limited to bereavement of a loved one and that is what we were discussing last sunday um incidences and accidents i mean think about somebody who survives a plane you know uh, uh, crash uh, th- think about a person who survives um, um a car accident okay i've been through i've been through uh, a bit of that and, and and i can tell you it's always difficult to get back your footing it's always difficult to get back your footing you know so so you know um you, you can have all you play out all these things when you're back on the road and and sometimes it can really uh you, you you have to confront it sometimes the only way to heal a wound is to open it up and say you know i'm feeling like this what should i do how should i go about it you know and not really beat yourself up too much because you're going through it okay uh, think about people who go through um business collapse I mean, the other day i was watching um, uh, a group of traders being interviewed you know right um, at the you know i mean their the, the business their the businesses had uh, caught fire so most of these are small traders in um, you know the open market i think some place in gara and uh, it was really 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 bad you know i mean you can see the pain in their face i mean most of them are saying this is all the savings that i've this i mean this is all this is all i have my kids rely on this and you know sometimes for us it's just news but obviously only god knows you know the multiplied effect from that you know and 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 if you follow through you find there are people who never quite recover you know not just financially never recover even as you know you know as 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 just persons just don't recover just don't recover they never are able to break out of that terrible terrible events you no know? uh, things to do with them um, um and i've had this a lot i mean people who have been attacked physically attacked you know either it is robbers or whatever it is um just gone through those ordeals horrible ordeals painful experiences that often can create and and I can go on and go on and go on you know um encounter with rapists you know, terrible 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 things you would never wish it even on your worst enemy and truth be told it has a way in which it can linger unless it is confronted and unless um, you know there is a deliberate effort to try and you know work you know um on that issue so that we can we can be able to deal with these traumas and i'm saying this knowing very clearly a lot of people go through and are going through trauma and a lot of people will go through trauma probably all of us will go through one form of trauma or another you know it's not one of those things you want to say especially from a christian perspective but um, i think it is very important broken relationships i mean we know it divorces you know domestic violence and and the list goes on and i have a few others but i think you get the gist you get where i'm going with all this okay okay so so one of the things which you have said is that we need to be we need, we need to kind of remove the wool from our eyes 
you know so that we we, we acknowledge that it is not discriminating it does not discriminate you know that that um, it's only a preserve of those who are outside the church you know you know because i always hear people say things like um, this cannot be happening to me it's happening to you it happens to preachers it happens to i mean it it, it happens to all of us i mean i was doing the bulletin for this month you know this um, quarter and I chose to speak from you know my encounter one of my most beautiful encounter that I had with a wonderful man of God who I totally respect he passed on this year because for me I thought it was one of those um, not too pleasant moments of the year you know and I've had some interesting moments this year including losing my dad but I thought when this great man of God by the name of Maurice Arulo passed on I mean, I felt like if somebody hit me between the eyes, you know, because I really don't think I've ever met a person more compassionate, loving. Something about his visage, something about his voice, something about the way he went about what he did that told you that he was an amazingly sincere human being. And I kept feeling that the church had become, you know, less without him. Obviously, he was well advanced in age, but that does not negate the fact that he was such a gem in respect to the body of Christ and so and so um yeah it's 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 happening you know it's it's happening it's happening to you no one is exempt from life blows no one is exempt okay and in actual fact I need, I need to say this that part of why some of these things hit us and you know kind of imbalance us uh, you know take us completely off of course and take us off our tracks and you know disorient us completely we become so dazed and completely confused it's it's what you may call the element of surprise they always come and hit you from the blind side you know you know if, if, if you have a way in which you're kind of like expecting something may happen maybe you begin to prepare yourself but often almost always the reason why trauma is so difficult to contend with is the fact that um, it what you may call the suddenness the element of surprise we will feel ambushed okay okay all of a sudden what was another person's or other people's experiences you know death or failure or whatever it is you know becomes our experience and becomes like a rude awakening okay our better judgment becomes so crowded at that particular moment that if you're not careful you know we may slip into something you know, um, a danger, danger. So I want to bring this to a close in the next uh, 10 or so minutes uh, by one saying that we all need to be aware of our own personal um, predispositions. And I, I know this is a bit um, of a challenge, but I think we need to start asking ourselves by looking at our lives and kind of looking at the patterns and asking ourselves, what are my what are my predispositions? What, for example, when I am hurt, when I'm offended, what are my what are my propensities? What are my addictiveness? It is a word like that. What are my susceptibilities? Okay. Uh, how do I normally process these things? Okay. You know, it's it's that old um, you know uh, statement. You know, know thyself. Okay. What, what what are my gullibilities? What are the areas where it's easy to get me? It's easy to get me. It's easy to get me. Okay? That I can stand very tall on this area, but when it comes to this area, I find myself completely helpless. Okay? I tend to easily fall. I tend to become an easy prey. Okay? So, this is this is all within the context of um, being able to appreciate and understand ourselves. Okay? Again, sorry to say, I don't think we really know do, do this very well and we're not even encouraged to do this very well i mean we are not all the same we all don't have the same muscle we all don't have the same strength and 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 stamina we really don't the same way even if we are all to step out and run you know some people will fall out you know after two minutes ten minutes one hour i mean we all don't have the same stamina and uh, you know that ability to be you know that durability um and 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 and, and the staying power okay so find it there's absolutely nothing wrong in being able to look at yourself as it were in a mirror and say, I I tend to do very badly when I'm attacked. I tend to do very badly when my person, my 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 character is brought to question. Or I tend to do very badly when I lose. I'm, I'm not a very I'm not very good when it comes to losing. You know, uh, uh, and, and, and the list goes on. The list goes on. When my honor is punctured, when my ego 
he's punctured. So and, and, and the list goes on. And so how can I be able to, you know, so that means that I will always be on guard on those particular areas. Okay. So often we fail to refuse, or, or I mean, often we fail, or rather we refuse. Let me put it better. Often we refuse to accept the situations at hand. Okay. Preferring, you know, neither to treat them. Okay. Or, or rather, pref- you know, we, 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 we Rather than to treat them, I think that's why I should have put in my notes, you know, prefer rather than to, than to, treat, to, to treat those, you know, issues or deal with those issues, okay? We try to deny and act like if they are non-existent. You know, a couple of years ago, most of you who remember, uh, we had a very good, great man of God in this country. Um, who I am, you know, it's quite a long time ago. And I highly respected one of those amazing you know, standout, you know, man of God. His name was the late Bishop Murima. And I remember when, the, you know, uh, Bishop Murima died, you know, the church completely refused to accept that he had died. You know, and people went into this very long, arduous and sometimes almost embarrassing situations of praying for resurrection. His burial was kind of pushed in the hope that um, he will come back. You know, people even came up with prophecies that, um, you know, he had intimated on these, he had intimated on doing the other. And it became such an embarrassing moment for the church, if you can remember. Most of you would have been, you know, fairly young by then. Um, but um, it became a very, it, it wasn't our best moment, let's put it mildly, as a church was in our best moment okay so we have to accept emotional pain without losing focus of the wider picture okay the wider picture the wider picture here being that um god is still on the throne that god still loves us in spite and despite of the situations and that we might eventually win okay you know it, you know that, that this could be like a seed which jesus said and i'm using the example of the late bishop Marima, you know that unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains alone but when it when it is planted and dies and rots and it germinates fights the you know contends with gravity and breaks through from the soil and produces a mighty harvest you know you know and so it we might eventually win and i think the church probably eventually won he has so many including myself or people who got influence for good and for god through his life and times and ministry you know and he probably won but um at that point in time it, it you know we may lose focus to all those long-term issues okay so again let me just say that you cannot solve a problem um um while you refuse to acknowledge that it exists okay and um, something else also me to say and i need to say this in quick you know quickly because i can finish up um that um the bulk of us men of god and um i, I might include myself are not always very um well adept to these issues and i think it's good we say this and say very 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 well um not all of us are aware of these issues or are even capable of of cancelling people in this respect or even sharing in these issues you know and, and i throw myself there so sometimes the best you can do is to seek for professional help okay of course you can talk to somebody who you know you know you know who is a peer there's nothing wrong with that you can talk to your pastor and at the point when it comes to us men of god i would like to encourage men of God, including myself, that if you feel that an issue is beyond you, it's completely out of your alley, you can always refer them to where they can get help. That help can come through a professional, maybe within the church, maybe within the, you know, the the the, the congregation, somebody who does that for a living or somebody who has got a little more information and can better help this person. So counselors and you know, psych, you know, counseling psychologists, for example, or even clinical psychologists, people who, you know, those are the lines which they deal with. You know, it's always good that we we help the people that way rather than take up the challenge and eventually, you know, and and eventually end up not helping that person and probably then making it more worse. Which, sorry to say again, um, is what is happening. We kind of imagine that men of God have this. Um, know it all you know and most men of god really don't know beyond spiritual development most of us are very good in what we do just develop people spiritually but when issues tend to move in the areas of um, people's minds or people's um, you know relational social so it, it, it becomes of a challenge okay 
or even financially becomes a challenge. Okay, so let's remove that whole issue. So uh, how how can we be able to, and I'm just giving you, this is not an exhaustive list again, like I told you earlier, I'm even trying to skip quite a bit of my notes so that I can be able to finish in the next few minutes. So what should we do if we find ourselves going through emotional pain? And I put uh, one, two, three, four, up to nine, and I'll be very quick about it. Number one, just talk about it, okay? They normally say that a problem shared is a problem halved, okay? And I also mean to say that I talk about it, but talk about it to people who you can trust their, their I think the better word in English, they, they, they are confident. They can keep your secret, you know, between themselves and they are not going to use it against you later. And so sometimes you have to choose who to talk to, but whatever you do, talk to somebody who is honest, who is sincere, who has a good heart, they may not be able to help you, you know, with the answers there and there, but at least they will give you or grant you a listening ear and um, in so many ways that can begin the journey of recovery. Please talk about it. Talk about it. Um, another way, and I I coined this phrase, is commonize your problem. Okay, not easy. Scripture says that um, no trial has come upon you, but such as is common to man. Uh, at least at a very basic level, appreciate that many other people go through this thing. Because one of the ways that the enemy uses to kind of put us into a much more deeper hole and darker and more desperate situation is to create the impression that you're the only one going through something. Okay? He kind of isolates you and puts you in a little corner somewhere and makes you start feeling like you're the only one going through stuff. And everybody else has it all together. Everybody else's life is, um, you know, moving on, you know, properly, but your life is all, you know, messed up and twisted. And, and, and when you start seeing things like that, it begins to affect you in a much more terrible way. So, commonize your problem. It is common to man. People have lost resources. People have lost spouses. People have, and I mean loss, it can be through, you know, the natural process of death or and or, or even people just, you know, losing through divorce. And sometimes they had nothing to do with it. Human beings can make decisions by themselves. I mean, I, I mean, I can walk away from my wife. I don't intend to, but I can, I can do it. I am not, um, I'm not a robot in my marriage. It's my marriage, it's, it's, it's a conscious decision that we have made to be committed to each other. You, you understand? The fact that you're believers doesn't mean that um, we are kind of cemented by some unseen glue. No, this is conscious decision that we make every time that we have to stick it out, make it work because we believe it is the right thing to do. And so sometimes somebody can do all the right things and somebody can up and go. And this absolutely, you know, you have, as it were, done so very little you know of to make them do what they did. And so, um, commonize your problem. Number three, realize that you are the victim, not the villain. If, if, if you're going through these situations, it's always good to not go the, the way of blaming yourself, okay? If you are in pain, the last, the least you can do is to love yourself. The least you can do is self-love, is self-nurturing, is self-parenting. It's, let's let's even imagine that you put yourself in harm's way, okay, for argument's sake. Let's just say, for example, you did one, two, three things and something happened and now you're in this deep emotional turmoil. At that point when you find yourself in that deep emotional turmoil, the least you can do, I repeat, is to love yourself, is to nurture yourself. Of course you need to be objective with what went, went wrong and what was your part that you played or what part rather you played to cause the thing. But do not allow this to be a situation or a moment of blow beating yourself. What kind of a person am I? I'm a failure, I'm this. No, 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 church. That's not the way to go about it. At that point, you need to recover. And for you to recover, you have to self-love. You have to self-nurture. You have to self-parent. You have to root for yourself. I mean, you have to pitch for yourself. I mean, you have to root for yourself coming out of this thing. Okay, so either it is self-induced a problem, you know, that or self-induced kind of a situation that caused the trauma to happen or whatever, you know, uh, or not. Still, you need to get, you know, the, the Englishmen say, pull yourself up by the bootstrap. Okay, just lift yourself up. Just lift yourself up. 
You know, they say that uh, if you find yourself in a hole, the last thing you want to do, you know, is to dig. If you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Don't dig any further. Just learn. Just get out. Find help. Yell. Scream. Do something. But work towards getting out. Okay? Uh, number four, and I'm moving quickly on this one, stick to the problem at hand, not yourself. Stick to the issue. A relationship went sour. Okay? Stick to the issue. A business collapsed. Stick to the issue. The issue here is the business. The issue here is not I'm a failure. Okay? The issue here is that the business went south. I need to work on. And so sometimes we kind of conflate issues. We kind of mix issues. Okay? We, we become very ambivalent when it comes to you know our own thoughts. We mix up issues. No, no, you need yourself whole for you to be able to solve the problem at hand. So there's always that, you know, victimizing yourself even further. You know, we know, for example, in incidences, for example, of rape, where people have, you know, you know, you know, blow beat themselves and saying, I should not have done this. You know, I've talked to people who have lost a loved one and they keep going back to, I should not have allowed them to do this. I should not have, I should have gone to hospital earlier. I should have, I should have taken this, I should have given this drug earlier. You know, and, and the list goes on. And so sometimes these things can drag and cause terrible, terrible emotional turmoil. Okay. And, and, and this happens a lot. I'm telling you, this happens a lot. We keep going back and try to rework, you know, the scenarios again. You know, why did I let the child go? You know, why did I let them go to work on that day? You know, uh, I had a gut feeling. And so sometimes we go into all those, um, you know, self-blaming kind of things, you know, and, and, and become very vengeful and, 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 and against ourselves, sadly to say. Number five, um, identify people who can help you, not just people who love you. And I think that is very important. And it should be tied with um, the whole issue of, um, you know, talking to someone. Your five-year-old loves you, I mean, perfectly, loves you perfectly. But if you're going through some financial turmoil, that child, with all the love they have, cannot help you. Sometimes it's just good to be clear on that issue. So don't go to people purely because they love you. Go to people because they can, they have the capacity, the we are with all, to help you. They may prescribe something that is painful, but it is what works. It is what works. Um, how can I pull this? Sometimes, you know, we tell people to talk to someone, like we said earlier, and sometimes our problem are the people who we talk to, if you get what I'm saying. You know, we may have to be selective, and that's what I mentioned earlier. You have to be selective when it comes to who we are going to talk to, so that, um, you know, we don't, un- we don't end up compounding our problem by talking to somebody about our problem, and then they used it against us, and they told us, oh, use, or maybe you got to know that everybody else in the whole village knows about it and now you become a pariah wherever you go okay so we we, we have to be careful so so don't don't go looking for you know talking to people because you want them to give you sympathy for example now what you need is solution not sympathy okay what you need is solution not sympathy what you need is to be told you got it wrong here it's going to be painful it's going to be a long journey it will take a bit of time you know you know you know and and but, but these are the steps to take and these are this this is how you need to go about it it may not sit in very well with you at that time but it is the prescription that will work uh, in some instances and this should be treated as number what so number four number number six i'm not so sure Number six, okay, um, you might need to change location. And especially when um, the present um, location has so many telltales, you know, and the pointers of your trauma, okay? So it has been known that sometimes when people step away from um, an, an environment that reminds them of things that they want to really overcome, that it helps. Okay? So you may have to gauge the situation and ask yourself, is it feasible to change location? Maybe move house or maybe move move an area for, you know, from one place to another. And especially when that thing, maybe it's it's pervasive, it's gone across. You know, maybe the society is viewing you in a certain way. Okay? 
and 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 that certain way or you're aware or you or you you have you perceive that people are looking at you in a certain way you know that that, that makes you feel bad and makes you feel that brings memories which are harmful okay you know to you you may need to change so that you can be in a place whereby at least you can as it were you know start afresh you know and open you know a new page in life okay uh number 7 um is to be very aware that at the point when you are emotionally emotionally injured you are so susceptible to harmful habits okay addictive habits you are gullible you it's very easy to enter into certain indulgences uh, that's one and tendencies you 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 tend to move into those harmful they would include again and not limited to illicit behavior illicit immoral okay you know you know you know you know you know people get into drinking people get into very harmful very carefree you know attitudes when it comes to you know issues so it, it it could be immoral illicit or even illegal you know stuff So there's that feeling of the worst has happened so what more can go wrong you know and people just kind of open themselves up to all this terrible very harmful you know you know you know situation and so please you know be aware that at that time you are not all together as it were and so you may need to be around an environment that um, can even physically guard you uh, oh, what's the word in good english uh, an environment that um, be with people who can physically take care of you physically take care of you so that you do not step out and find yourself going through a different grind you know in respect to harmful behavior okay you know you know we 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 we, we there are times we need um physical buffers physical buffers and sometimes it's people accountability partners people that they can be able to you can say just just check out on me i mean i feel uh, that i'm not all together I'm not all together and um, just check out on me keep, keep checking on me um um so that kind of you know um safety social safety environment i don't know if i got it correctly so, so kind of a social safety you know network okay kind of a social safety network okay uh, so that you do not find yourself you know you know you know uh, moving away completely out of track um number 8 and probably it is related with the last one which i mentioned earlier number 7 you know avoiding isolation and loneliness okay yeah it's never a good moment to go through that because you know it will bring you know worse situations self pity self condemnation you know all by yourself with your thoughts and everything else so just try to um look around at what is left call that number 9 you know look around what is left uh, what i mean by that is that um, there is always something good that is i could have lost a business but i have a great family you, you get and i i can zero in on the family um i could have gone through some loss maybe you know in terms of um, losing somebody that i love and it is affecting me but i still have my health all together and so i can begin to you know take advantage of those things which are left and use them as a reward system use them as a reward system okay is a reward system i can take myself out i can i can i can i can be grateful i mean i can be grateful it's a good place to start i can i, I can tweak my perspective okay i can be able to look and say look i i could have lost this but i'm i'm still here i'm still here and i'm still and i'm still healthy and i can still remake this business you know and and, and kind of just put things in a proper proper um uh, perspective and so look around at um, what is left there's always something left okay you know uh, others may go to other areas and maybe you can call that number 10 um of just deflecting just doing something doing something becoming very intense with something else as a way to kind of remove your focal you know attention your your focus you know on the on the trauma Okay? it could be you know hitting the gym 
okay one of the benefits for me um, of this corona you know season i mean has been um, you know taking time to listen to quite a lot of people who have always wanted to spend more time you know with their online or their youtube um, or channels i spend a lot of man hours a lot of hours you know just listening to different people speaking on different issues one because i have the time i can sit here oh and kind of uh, bemoan the fact that we don't we don't having physical you know church gatherings we can't go visiting as much as we wanted there are no plays we don't go watch football i used to be very big on plays and football and all of it. you know i can sit here and bemoan all those many things which have been brought about by the coronavirus but the truth of the matter is that um, i can also enter into a new health regime okay so i find myself just um you know purposing to walk every other day uh for three hours so i do close to about 17 18 kilometers you know just and then it helps me to kind of you know you know um it's so reflective when you walk for me especially i find myself i find it very very meditative you know very meditative just spending time to just you know walk and enjoy the sun enjoy the beautiful weather sometimes it's really you know beautiful and nice and so you can you can you can choose to deflect it in different other ways okay i have to stop there because i think i've just spent um if i'm not wrong exactly one hour it should be one hour but hoping that all of us are going to start because this is just a way to incite you in this direction obviously we haven't even scratched the surface the surface rather so i would encourage us to um you know think more critically on these issues in respect to our own selves and if not for yourself allow me to say this maybe for somebody who will come your way and there will always be somebody coming your way and asking you to be you know to anchor them and to help them you know especially when they have gone through these kind of situations thank you church my time is really up so much so much that could be said but um i really need to let you um go um so that Yes, we don't take too much time. Thank you. God bless you. Enjoy your week. My wife says a big hello. She's uh, sitting right across the room here and um, we'll talk soon. God bless you, good people.